Thursday, 17th of August, 2023. Moreover, you see and hear that, not only at Ephesus, but throughout almost all Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away many people, saying that they are not gods which are made with hands. Acts 19, verse 26. The verse more correctly reads, And you see and hear that not only in Ephesus, but almost all Asia, this Paul, having persuaded, seduced a sizable multitude, saying that they are not gods being made by hands. C.G. In the previous verse, Demetrius had called together the workers in the related silver trade and reminded them that they received a good income from their business. However, that was now threatened as Luke continues to relay his words, saying, And you see and hear. The effects of Paul were readily apparent to Demetrius, and so, appealing to their own senses, he validates that what he is saying is obvious and true. Those in the silver trade had personally seen the scope of Paul's ministry, and they had obviously heard of it from those of other areas who had come to trade as well. That is seen in the next words. That not only in Ephesus, but almost all Asia. Paul was in Ephesus, but there were other churches in Asia as well. They may have been started by him or others, but if they were started by others, such as those who had been there at the first Pentecost after Jesus' resurrection, they would have been more Jewish-centred. Paul was called as the Apostle to the Gentiles. Therefore, even if he did not start some of the other churches in Asia, he still would have had an effect on their expansion into the Gentiles of the community where they were. Therefore, this verse provides confirmation of the scope and efficacy of the work conducted by him, which is recorded in verse 19.10. And this continued for two years, so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. He had such a great harvest among the Gentiles that it caused these people to feel the effects of his ministry personally and monetarily. It isn't certain, but if the areas around the seven churches in Revelation were evangelized by Paul, along with those areas that he is definitively noted as having been at in Asia, Ephesus, Colossae, Laodicea and Hierapolis, almost two-thirds of Asia's coastline would have been affected by his efforts. That would certainly explain the great alarm of Demetrius. Therefore, his words continue with an emphatic note, this Paul. The demonstrative pronoun calls attention to the source of their loss. One might say, Paul is a real problem for us. Or he might emphasize his words to get the point across. That Paul, he is a real problem for us. This is the sense of Demetrius's words. He then continues to explain what the matter is, saying, having persuaded, seduced a sizable multitude. The first verb means to persuade or convince. Paul was clear and precise in what he said. 
even to the point that people were convicted of their sins and certain that they needed what he offered in his words concerning the good news of Jesus Christ. The second verb, methistimi, means to change, pervert, turn away, etc. In Colossians 1.13, it speaks of the change that takes place in us when we come to Christ. In the case of Demetrius's thoughts about Paul, the word seduced probably carries the thought that was on his mind. Paul didn't just persuade people with his rhetoric, but he seduced them away from what he believed was right, saying that they are not gods being made by hands. Of these words, Ben Gell humorously asks, Are they then Demetrius? Demetrius was so depraved in his thoughts that he believed the things he made with his own hands were actually gods. Just note the irony. If the idols he was making were really gods, then he, a man, was the creator of gods. This is the type of attitude that Paul addressed in Acts 17, 29. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. Acts 17, verse 29. Paul also addresses the issue of such idolatry in Romans 1. From that springboard, having traded the truth of God for a lie, other sins inevitably develop. In fact, Paul's list, which is at first based on turning away from God to idolatry, is quite extensive. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Romans 1, 28-32 But with Paul in the province of Asia, the unholy tide of idolatry was beginning to ebb, surely at least in part because of his efforts. Ellicott notes these words, quote, Pliny, in his epistle to Trajan, uses language half a century later, which is hardly less strong, speaking of deserted temples, worship neglected, hardly a single purchaser, raissimus emptor, found for sacrificial victims, end quote.
Life application. The stupidity of idolatry seems obvious to a person once he comes to know and understand the nature of the true God. And yet, idolatry is so infectious that it can continue in the lives of believers. We must always be on guard against it because anything can turn into an idol. And depending on the church one is in, it can be reinstituted in the lives of adherents almost instantaneously. An obvious example is the Roman Catholic Church, which is so filled with idols that the true God can become an ethereal secondary thought to most Catholics. This is true with other Orthodox religions. It can creep into any church that is not prepared to meet the temptation head on. Take the time to slowly read and think about the words of Isaiah 44, 9 to 20. Consider what is being said about idolatry and then determine to weed all such ideas out of your life. Eyes on Jesus. Let your heart, mind and soul be filled with the knowledge of him at all times. This is the sweet spot for your life, doctrine and practice of faith. Glorious God, help us to constantly evaluate our lives, removing the idols from them as they creep up. May our hearts and affections be directed to you alone as we live our lives in your presence. Thank you for the sure hope we possess because of Jesus. We need nothing else to connect with you. He is our all in all. Thank you for Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
For two years, because of his work, every Jew and Greek in Asia heard the word of the Lord. Acts 19 verse 10